Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball for our season preview. Um, have we got about a week till the season starts? Is it Sam? Yes, I think so. I think it's a week or eight days or nine days. It's Thursdays, isn't it? It's Thursday again. They usually do a Thursday. Yeah. don't know why they do a Thursday. But... My guess is so that you start this you have a series over the weekend so you start thursday opening night and then they do a series over the weekend yeah or well, a four game series ending on the sunday uh, yeah i think some of them might be three game series but where they like start on friday or whatever but yeah yeah and the first game is the yankees i think of course against two good question the reds isn't it isn't it always the reds i don't know I thought that was a thing. The Reds always played through the first game. Is it? No. Have I made that up? Could have done. I can't remember. Anyway. Um, yes, the season is somehow here again. The 1st of April. Yeah. Yeah, so it's exciting, isn't it? In a way. Well, it's just quite cool to have a season starting with, like, yeah, well, in spring rather than in season. summer last year. Yeah. A full-length season as planned at the moment. It feels like it's been away for quite a long time again. Yeah. Um, because last year was almost... was Almost, almost didn't away. happen. Didn't have the proper thing and proper opening day stuff. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm starting to get uh, excited for it, um, which I haven't been for a while, to be honest, with given just how long it's been and all the stuff. I think last weird. season was exciting, but in like, I think we spoke about it at the time, in a very unorthodox for baseball fans sort of way, yeah. it was it was exciting in a like, nonsense could happen here, like... Well, like where you had teams not playing any games for three weeks, and like you actually ended up with the best team yeah. winning, weirdly, in a freak yeah. season, the best team won. Um, but well, like yeah, the playoff stuff was as well. All that was fun. Yeah, so there was there was kind of that a little bit of a dice roll element that you usually don't have. Um, so it's sort of a different type of enjoyment with it, um, and obviously without like the grind in there as well, which is such a big part of it. That's always the thing I'd say to people who want to shorten the MLB season is like it is kind of meant to be a survival of the fittest like it might not be the best for marketing it but like yeah the fact that yeah. your ace did 32 starts and their ace only managed 15 I, yeah i wouldn't matters. be against changing the playoffs though but the 162 game season i think like it's important i mean it's not that important it's only sport but um it's basically well, like a key part of the sport with all the stats and stuff as well, it is like, because when anyone has been looking at any like stats or when I've been looking at any stats um, for players with like fancy baseball or anything, you look at last year and you sort of set, go with the caveat of, oh, that was a short season. That like was some players who have been all stars for years were just bad last year. And it's like, well, I mean, the, that doesn't mean I expect them to be bad this year. Although if it was a long season, you take more notice of it, but it's sort of you sort of feel like it. You can't really take too much from those numbers, and if we were to do that every year, then it suddenly all these records and stuff and numbers, which are such a big part of it, 
um, don't have any meaning anymore. I think also that that last season had loads of other caveats, didn't it? That like whether people had COVID or whatever, like the impact of the whole atmosphere they were in, no fans, like all of this strange stuff happening. And then some people played 10 days and then didn't play for two weeks, then played again and all of this stuff. So that was kind of a nonsense. We also made it difficult when I was trying to sort of look into what anything ahead of the season, because particularly with, like you said, with older players, like, was that the start of, like, the age curve going really, really bad on them? Or was it just, like, yeah, whatever happened last season or it was a bad 60 games? But if you're in your 30s, and then it's like, well, no, I'll look at 2019 and that'll tell me. But in some cases, it's like, well, people were injured a bit in 2019 as well. So, oh, their last full season was 2018. I mean, that doesn't help me project 2021, does it? No, like... (laughs) Yeah. We, I guess that is maybe something of this year that does make it more exciting as well, actually. Um, is that there are, it's, I think all the projections and stuff that you see, they're going to be less accurate. This so year. there's also, there's in that, there's less the data. There's less recent data and stuff. And, well, and the minor leagues as well, like you say, there's, they didn't have any minor leagues, did they, last year? No, they didn't. And I think that's going to be... So there's there's two things with this. It could either be that some prospects completely stagnated, but also over an off-season, you sometimes see players take a leap. Yeah. So it's not like if you're not... an off-season of like... 18 months or whatever it's yeah. been. So, so there could be some players who are sort of going into single A this year or whatever, and then they're like immediately in the major leagues because it, it's not like you can't make progress if yeah, you're not playing it's, games. It's basically... We, a test we just don't know the individual players self-discipline basically isn't it all this time they've been off well there could be some who suck yeah themselves yeah there, there could be some who absolutely suck who just yeah the time they're off i mean so there is there's a sense of unknown in a way that um that you don't usually have uh which i don't want to get onto this because i just end up in like this slightly negative spiral of, isn't it really obvious who the playoff team is going to be but there's also i guess this we'll chasm get onto that a bit later on in this Maybe. Yeah, one player I was going to mention that actually was David Price, who obviously arrived in the bets trade. Everyone always slags him off because he's on a bad contract. Doesn't mean he's bad. But he's one of these guys who's like, well, he's a bit old and he's now not played baseball in quite a long time. Um, it, he's the sort of player that's like, well, I mean, it, it doesn't actually matter to the Dodgers how good he is, to be honest. Like, I don't think that's going to change their season particularly. But... Like, I mean, but yeah, if, if he is good, then it's like with how they develop pitchers and how they've worked with pitchers in the past and looked after them, it's not insane to say he's going to be good, like really good, but also he might have aged a lot since we last time play a major league game. I don't know, like, there, there's quite a few players in that Buster Posey as well, actually. Buster Posey yeah, was already declining, like, declining, had injuries and stuff. But then it could also be he had 18 months off and that like dodgy, was it a hip issue that they were talking about and how he like couldn't drive the ball? Yeah, did he have surgery for that? Yeah, but a lot of it they said came down to this hip problem and basically like from catching for years and all this stuff. And then he's now just had like 18 months to recover from whatever it was. Like there is is an element of randomness it feels like with with almost everyone in this apart from like Mike Trout. It's, yeah, so I feel like it is, in some ways, because of the imbalance 
of power of basically the perceived ability of players is what that's based on um it seems like it's a very predictable season like you say uh in some ways of who's going to be in the playoffs like there's a few divisions that um you feel like are not going to be that competitive outside of maybe like the top two teams but then also with this other aspect of like the short season players having so much time off you don't know what like how that's going to change like in both directions for certain players and it yeah it really could um cause some surprises i suppose which i saw i hope it does really because i think we need a bit of that um with how the <laughs> how uh the teams are balanced at the moment across a lot of the league yeah so i think i mean let's not end up going into like the locked up divisions because i've been no. let's do some predictions later on and then we can like go on to those teams but there are some divisions that are really open uh one of them being the nl central i think although the, you can make a claim that the cardinals are way ahead um but open in maybe not a good way it was just because no one tried to make their team much better apart from one of them got no Arenado. um the al west is like well the astros are kind of crumbling around the edges verlander's out uh yeah. one of their other pitchers got hurt currently uh they but then they signed odorizzi but they also lost george springer um and then the athletics is sort of like well they're gonna win a load of games somehow yeah but also um how like at, at some point it's gonna be like there's gonna be a team that just ends up being better than them like the astros have been and that's why i think it's gonna be i basically have been obsessed with the angels somehow being good because yeah. and this is the fascinating thing to say it's kind of the interesting thing with baseball is they have the best player in the league he's not that close and like possibly the best player ever and you can go yeah yeah they're actually a sleeper team this year it's like well that's that's stupid isn't it like <laughs> like the lakers aren't a sleeper team when they've got lebron james are they? Like, that's, 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 have, that's ridiculous yeah. And it's well, they've and, not just got him as well. That's the thing. They've got some other players that are also very, very good. Yeah, like they've got all of the big names, and I know that's not worked for them in the past. But like then they have the Athletics, which yeah, they've got Olsen and Chapman, but like they're awesome. It basically, I mean, it it basically so it just comes down to pitching, doesn't it? Which in a lot of cases, well, increasingly so in recent years, it seems, is just based on the organisation rather than the players you have playing for you. It's just some organisations don't manage to have good pitches, whoever they are. They're just not productive. They don't manage to prevent runs. And other organisations will manage to get production out of anybody on the mound. Ow. And, the and they'll manage to prevent runs. Have you just been bitten by a cat or something? No, it's just jumped up on me for some reason. Okay. Tried, tried to go for something on my hands. But I don't know what it was. Um... Yeah, the Angels, well, they got Alex Cobb in another attempt to take a player from the Orioles, like they did with Bundy. Like it seems like they've just tried to do the same thing. And Bundy yeah. has been better for Which, them than he was yeah, the Orioles. Yeah, to be honest, I quite like that. I think that's a good strategy of taking pitches from the Orioles, because the Orioles are the ultimate team of just anyone that pitches for them is bad. I mean, And that tanks their value, and they, you they can just take really them. They've bullpens in the past, but their rotation have always been terrible. Like Gaussman. 
Like Galsman was meant to be is like he was meant to be good. Like when he was at the Orioles and he was just like average for the Orioles. But went to the Braves yeah. and he actually starts being good and like for the Giants as well was really quite decent. Um so yeah, I don't mind that as a strategy. But also I don't know if Angel the Angels are one of those teams that's gonna um like fix those guys. You know. No, I, they're a weird one because they also have these pitcher injury issues, which also seems to be an organizational thing at times, doesn't it? Yeah. Certain organ every everyone has pitchers that get hurt, but certain organizations seem to always have pitchers and multiple of them who get hurt really badly every single year. Um, and that's I don't know whether that's a recruitment thing where you recruit guys and take a chance on their health too often or whether you overwork them. I don't have any idea about that stuff, but there do seem to be organizational trends with that. Um, they've got like Otani's obviously the wild card thing there. He's like, basically, yeah. is he a pitcher anymore? I mean, he's been pitching in spring training, hasn't he? And I mean, the classic thing of he's looked all right in spring training. <laughs> Yeah, but like um, basically he's I've pitched, not seen his velocities or anything though, actually. He's pitched half yeah. a season half a season in the major leagues and was a really good pitcher and then stopped pitching and then was it the start of last season he tried to pitch and like literally couldn't get anyone out. Um Yeah. He's like, Well, if he's he doesn't even have to be an all star, but like if he's Yeah, it could be an above average pitcher. He's not a pitcher or he's like an ace. He's like he is their ace, and yeah, like well, and an ace in the league in both definitions that, of the word. But that's what's mental about that. There's like, are there how many players are there where you go into a season? We're talking about the unpredictability, but no one is quite up there with him. It's like he could be like an all-star hitter and a Cy Young contending pitcher. Like I think that's become less likely the longer he's been in America, but that is still his ceiling. Or he could be a DH who hits a like. 10% above league average like that both of those outcomes feel not quite equally possible but like they're not if you told me either of those I wouldn't say we were lying like it yeah and that's what's fascinating about them and they've got Mike Trout and Redone and the Bundy is pitching better with them Cobb is another guy who I mean that contract stunk when the Orioles gave it to him didn't it I can't remember what it was it was like 45 over was it 15 a year for four or something? It was something ridiculous. Yeah. And he'd like never had a high usage season. And anyway, that was just bonkers when they did it. And it, it's got worse because they've then had him and he can't pitch when he's playing for the Orioles because no one can. But if they can just like cobble together their rotation and it could be better than cobble together. They've got other like half decent arms. If they can get enough guys where they can get like decent yeah. starts and then they've that's the big question, know. really, isn't it? It's just their rotation. Because, I mean, even their bullpen, the last couple of years, they've had, like, bright spots there, haven't they? I think so. And they, it's also their division so open. That's why they're fascinating. I mean, they're always going to be fascinating when they've got Trout. Because I think every, like, remotely neutral baseball fan wants to see Trout in the playoffs. And probably MLB does as well, to be honest. Is like, this strange marketing situation they've got where the undisputed best player in the sport doesn't ever make the playoffs is a strange strange thing um and it this feels like a real opening for them because to be fair while they have sucked in the last couple of years the astros have just been like miles better than anyone else in that division and at some points in baseball 
Um, yeah. So it was like, well, yeah, and even that if is definitely it, not going to be the case. They've they've just got worse. The last couple of years, they've just been slowly getting worse. And losing Springer and Verlander being out, it's like they are. They they're just yeah, objectively just a worse team than they were two years ago. And quite yeah, definitely so. If feels like any three of those could win that division, and it's not outrageous. I don't know what percentages I put on it, but like. The Angels are probably still third favourites just because at some point you've actually got to win some games rather than having good players and not winning games. Um, but there, there would be my pick to like overachieve this season yeah. just because expectation of them has been to suck. Do you want, do you want my pick? Yeah. Uh, I'm My pick, I think I'm going with the Toronto Blue Jays. Although they're not is there a weird one? Because there's also people saying like, "Oh, I don't know." I don't know maybe that's it's a weird thing to say. People saying, but I don't know. Um, there's also a thing like I don't know where their expectations are really, generally, because um, there's also some narrative of like, "Oh, they're not going to be as good as people think because they don't have enough of rotation." That's um, where I am. I'm very much in the middle of that narrative. Yeah. I think. Yeah, but that's also. That depends what what your ex what your expectation you're talking about is. They're not going to be as good as because I mean, I mean, would you have? Could you see them winning that division, like beating the Yankees? I, I don't know whether they, I don't know whether they'll win the division, but I think, I think they'll be better than the Rays. But I think that's like that's almost their flaw. Yeah, that's that's my problem. Is that I feel like. If they're less than second after what they've done in the off season and all of the young talent they've got, yeah. that would be disastrous. I, mean, I feel like they there is a chat they could they could compete for it. Like I think they will. I don't think the Yankees are gonna run run away with it. Um, it's so much of it is on health with them though, isn't it? I mean, basically they're two best hitters. Like if they actually play The Yankees, yeah. Yeah, if Stanton and Judge play a hundred games each. That feels like a positive outcome for them now with their recent injury history. And then it's like if that happens, their lineup most of the time is pretty terrifying. Yeah. Um, their pitching's got a lot of a lot of upside and a lot of downside because they got on and Kluber, and it's like well, if that goes as well as it can, that's an incredible rotation. But also it could not go very well at all. Yeah. I which is interesting. That's not what the Yankees do usually. They don't do that sort of nonsense. No, although even when they've been trying to not do that nonsense, they have had rotation issues the last couple of years. Haven't they? With yeah. James Paxton and stuff. It's like, yeah, they're, they're not always the best pitching team. And, I mean, I don't know. That, well, obviously they've got Cole, which probably just that puts their rotation above the Blue Jays. But even though the Blue Jays, well, the Blue Jays could have done with our pitch. I think if they'd got, people were saying they should, I don't know what they should go for, like Bauer or something. If they'd got Trevor Bauer, I think I would have them ahead of the Yankees. I mean, that is that's probably quite controversial to say, but like, I I just think they could have done more though. Like they, yeah, when you they look at the trades that happened but, for pitchers, or even if they got Odorizzi, like I, yeah, yeah, I, I agree, but they have. They have still got, I mean, like Ryu. Obviously, they got him coming off that 
amazing season a couple of years ago. So he's like he's their ace, and then you've got Nate Pearson, who is now going to be in the major leagues. And I mean, what actually? What is his record? Has he played in the majors that much? Yeah, I think he's been hurt. Is my my input on that? I think he's been hurt, but I can't profess to be a Nate Pearson expert, unfortunately. No. I guess this is the thing when we, <laughs> yeah, when we're trying to. Um... Uh, yeah. But like they've got Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray's in there, and it's just like a guy that is a pitcher, a really good pitcher in theory. And to be fair, those yeah. people sometimes. But yeah, but I think this the thing though is they have got they've got a few guys like that who are like veterans. Like they have got depth. I think like they've got so with Rob. I think Matt's is along the same lines as Robbie Ray, although Matt's probably more injury. Oh, I don't know with Matt's like I don't know. He, yeah, Tanner Roark, like, I mean, okay, Ta fine. I think Tanner Roark's going to be... I mean, he had a really good year, did he, like, recently? And then Ross Stripling. But when he was... But he's. But, but I think Tanner Roark is one of those guys that you're going to get innings out of and it, at a certain level. I mean, he's, like, he's not going to be bad. He's not going to be worse than, like, 4.5 ERA. And you're probably going to get a lot of innings. And I guess it's the offense. Is that's where we're talking really here? Is like, yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. I agree that they've got enough certainties. That's why I would have liked them to pick up a couple more guys that you feel like you can really trust. Because yeah. if if you had like two more Tanner Roarks, I think having like a middle of the pack rotation yeah, with this which, offense, which Odorizzi would have been that, I guess. Well, better, but yeah, like, oh, but even if I can't remember exactly who was on the market, but those sort of guys, because then you're just going like this offense, and this offense could basically be like one of the top five in baseball, or it should be, and then we're getting into like, kind of how good is Vlad going to get? How yeah. good are these young players going to be? I think it's possible two of those are all stars. Says, I think there's, I think their rotation, they could be one of these rotations where you end up with like. You know, two out of the five are like really decent starts, and then you just have to cobble together some for the rest of it. And you're gonna you're gonna have a a, couple, a game every now and then that the rotation just loses it for you. Um, but it's gonna be you are gonna have some good starts, like every fifth day, or like a couple of times every five days. You'll have a good start, and the offense should like, will be good enough to win those games. It's just there's a chance that it's also like like really 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 good yeah that's where the upside is of this team is there's a chance that a couple of these young high prospect guys break out and if you have that with george springer who is just like unbelievably elite at the plate um i mean elite at the plate i i think we spoke about this when he signed that he just sort of gets forgotten about because he's not mookie Betts and he's not like trout and he doesn't hit home runs like judge and stanton but he plays like decent center field and he was on a team even with like bigger personalities, it seemed and names. And it just sort of went along. And then you look at his record over the last couple of years. and It's like, Jesus Christ. That That's where the, there is a chance their offense is like almost Dodgers good. But again, with the uncertainty as we're talking about like young players, there's also a chance that some of them just like don't become that. <laughs> yeah. so they don't become all star hitters and then it's like 
this offense isn't good enough to carry this pitching stuff. Yeah, but I think even then they'll the offense, even if it doesn't like none of them break out hugely, they're still in a position where so that next off season, or they they trade for someone, get like another pitcher in, they are then looking very good. Um, and well, also depending on Nate Pearson, because Nate Pearson is, I actually like, in terms of stuff, he's basically like the best prospect, isn't he? Pitching prospect. Yeah. At the moment. Um, so yeah. So who would who would be your um your team to underachieve? Do you want, do you want me to go for mine? I'm. Uh, I think who I picked for this. I mean, I guess by underachieving and overachieving was sort of going like against whatever the hype is about that team, really, isn't it? Oh, just okay. a side note: Nate Pearson is unlikely to make their opening day roster after okay. straining his right groin during a bullpen okay. session. Um, yeah, it's basically where you're looking at a team that's got excited and thinking they're probably not going to be quite that good. Yeah. So I had the Twins down for this, and they don't fall into that category. I mean, but they have been very good the last couple of years. Yes, and they their rotation it comes down to pitching a little bit again. So Berrios, Maeda, Pineda, Hap, who like you you hear the name and think that's solid veteran. He'll give you innings. Like, well, he's not he's not been that really a lot of the time with the Yankees. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, well, that's yeah that that rotation doesn't scream. World Series contender, does it? No. The offense is still exciting. Um, but like they're, they're relying on Alex Kirilov, which is like, yeah, top-level prospect also. I mean, that's just always a question mark. And then you also got Donaldson and Cruz, which, while big fans of both of them, there's just a risk with guys that age. Like, at some point, Nelson Cruz isn't going to hit 40 home runs a year. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's quite a big player for them, really. And I think that uh, with them, it's basically neck and neck. I see it between them and the White Sox this year because the White Sox obviously are on the charge, but also have a lot of like doubts in terms of not many sure things in the rotation, like beyond the top of it. Lin and Lin and Keiko. Yeah, well, I guess G- Giolito is. I mean, I, I. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Sorry. He should like really good now. Um, but well, yeah, Keiko. I mean, Keiko's pretty old. Has been like had some sort of average seasons, hasn't he? Recently. Um, I, I mean, yeah. Same goes for Lind. Like they, they. I guess they're reliable, but neither of them are going to set the world on fire. And then also. Like Abreu being what he was last year, you don't expect that to continue. But at the same time, you expect like Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert to start being good, like at some point, unless they're not going to be, like you say. With a lot of these teams, though, it's like those high prospects. I mean, basically, we're talking again about like teams coming out of a rebuild in the White Sox and the Blue Jays. And with the Twins, it's about these like the fruits of the farm. How good are they going to be? And that's like that's the real swing. Is 
is that a lot's made of the guys who who flop completely and like are out of the majors within a season and a half or something. But it, it's actually the guys who make it. Like, who are they? Like, are, yeah. are they? Yeah, they're above average major league players, which to be honest is pretty good. Like, as a decent return. Or do you get Cody Bellinger? Like, yeah, that, that's the thing, and that's the bit that you don't really know. Like at this point with Jimenez and Robert, we don't really they, know where yeah, they're going to settle in. When they were prospects, there was huge, huge hype about both of them. And Vlad, and actually. Vlad, yes. Vlad is not... I mean, it was like he's the greatest minor league player ever. And it's like, it's got to major league. And it's like, oh, is this yeah. it? But then also, you... they, all those guys haven't had that much time, really. When you, no. I mean, In recent years, we've had like... I mean, Bellinger basically came up and was really good. And then had the jump to be even better but like judge came up and was amazing instantly reese hoskins well like, judge a, had a, a bit in the first ago. season though didn't it wasn't he a september call-up yeah, was bad was, and was then bad. was awesome but yeah but i mean um but it was almost straight away but really usually if you look say you look at like i know you go back and look at all the famous careers and stuff quite often it's like two or three seasons until they start hitting their getting to their numbers that they sort of then continue to match year after year yeah it's like you, after one season or even two um you know it's not often that someone's going to be playing at like the level that they will eventually reach um, and that's that's where you end up with this where it's really really hard to project these teams yeah is is so hard to know where they're going because particularly where there's guys that are still yet to come up that haven't played any minor league games uh, in eighteen months, as we said. Yeah, I mean, you just don't know. I, there's gonna, I think there will be some freaky stuff happen with minor leaguers here. Maybe even where their franchise gets it wrong, where they they throw them in too low and they just like elevate through the minors at a ridiculous rate, like like Vlad speed, but not because they're necessarily like they are the best prospect in baseball, but just like people have misevaluated them. Yeah. Cause it's just been so long. Um, anyway, yeah. So the twins was your pick. Yeah. Who's yours for mine? I'm actually going for the New York Mets. Um, on, on what basis? Because, because they're the Mets because of basically the fact there's, I mean, obviously, of their owner and stuff, and there's so much hype about them in the offseason. And most projections I've seen have them winning the division while the Braves are in third place. And it's almost as much as anything, I think, this is about the Braves, really. It's like, I'm not expecting the Mets to be bad by any means. It's just, um, I mean, I don't, I'm still not sure with the moves they've made because they didn't, I feel like they, they, like they could have got, got Bauer or something similar or like, when the Padres traded for Snell and Darvish, they'd gone and got someone like that to add to their rotation. I was sort of expecting them to do something like that. Um, then, yeah, they are one of those teams that is like uh, in the top tier of like World Series contenders. But I I don't know if I have them had the head of the Braves, to be honest, this year. Well, that, that's the weird thing. I mean, without spiralling in, into it, it's all. I mean... I, have them, I definitely have them like in the inner circle of World Series contenders, but also not a lock to win their division. Yeah, because you have the Braves in that circle as well, do you? 
Yeah, so I've basically got like yeah. in the National League, I think the four best teams are the Mets, Braves, Dodgers and Padres. And I don't think it's actually that close to the fifth team. Um, I considered having my overachievers as the Nationals. And then I just thought like, I actually think they're, they're another team that like, again, weird to say an overachiever when they're not far removed from winning the World Series. But like just a little bit of sort of forgetting how much talent there is on that roster. Uh, but I, don't, I can't see them breaking into this top two. I agree with you about the rotation. I think Syndergaard's return is... There's a lot on that because at the moment, DeGrom, Carrasco, Stroman, Tyjan, Walker. Yeah, I guess they got Carrasco was the thing, they, what, what they added. But um, there's just so la- little depth, I think, is the concern. Is if they get an injury, which they seem to always have injuries to their starters. Um, yeah, then what? There, there's not a lot left. I mean, Tyjan, Walker was like an interesting pickup. But that's not someone that you're expecting to be good. I mean, there's a chance he's going to be good. Like there was, there was hype about him when he was a bit younger. Um, but that's not someone that you'd like go into the season expecting, like production out, like solid production out of. I don't think. Um, I think that's the thing. Is basically if you look at a rotation, because you're talking usually about a four-man rotation in the playoffs, particularly, is the last two. Well, actually. I can't do all of it in my head. But if you look at World Series winners generally, they have multiple aces, basically. Yeah. Like when if we go back to the Cubs, they had um Arietta at the top of his game and Leicester, like this elite level big game pitcher, and others. And then the Mets at the moment is like, yes, DeGrom, best pitcher in the game, big drop off really and after Car- that. Carrasco, yeah. Carrasco. Carrasco's close to that, but close. if you put Syndergaard, if you go Degrom, Syndergaard, Carrasco, Stroman, yeah. it's like okay, wow. Syndergaard from a couple of years ago, yeah. But the thing is that you can't. When he's been out for so long, he's come back from Tommy John. He's going to come back in the middle of the season from Tommy John. I don't think you can really expect anything from him this year. Like he's also inconsistent anyway, isn't yeah. he? I think he's. And then you look at the oh, just like the other teams. Obviously, the Nationals had basically three like all-star level starters, and they just rode them through the whole of the postseason. The Dodgers had like a hundred elite pitchers; they just were thrown at you constantly. The Astros had loads as well. And that's the thing is like basically the Mets. It feels like a lot's on Syndergaard. With the Braves, is on their young guys. Is like, can how many of these guys can be not just like good? or puts in a good start, or has good stuff. How many of these guys can give like 150 regular season innings at a really high level? Yeah. Um, for yeah, the, the mats, not many. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I do see that. Where's but the their Braves? lineup is... Sorry. But I was just gonna their say lineup the is awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant chemistry here. Okay, uh, you go, you go, yeah. On the podcast, um, I was just going to say the Braves, on the other hand, have depth for like mainly from like a lot of guys that were prospects, but also a lot of those guys that um, have like huge upside, like as we, like Ian Anderson in the playoffs last year, and obviously being a, just a highly rare prospect. Mike Soroka, who has already had like a almost Cy Young contending year, like if it wasn't 
That was that one, that was when De Grom won it. Yeah. Um. And also like Max Fried. Um, in the rotation. And they added, they added uh, Morton, Andrew yeah. Smiley. Yeah, it was just more veteran depth and. I feel like basically rotation depth is such a huge thing now because it's like if you don't have it then you're just going to have um, I mean it's basically the opposite of what I was saying about the Blue Jays well not quite the opposite but it's, it's the problem the Blue Jays might have is that if you just have like two good guys and then you're just cobbling together stuff you're going to end up with games just being taken away from you um, yeah and it's very yeah, you're never in control. There's going to be a lot of time where you're just out of control. Yeah, and as we've seen, you know, you can a starter gives up like five in the first inning, and it's like, yeah, this game's gone already, really. And you can't really afford that to happen any time throughout a year because even a lot of games that you're in, even if you're the better team, you're not going to win it. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. Like the Analyst race is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I know it almost feels wasteful how many good players are going to not be in the playoffs for that division. It's kind of a shame because the Marlins made like actually notable strides last season. That's another team where it's like, go on then. Let's, yeah. are, are you a 500 team in baseball's hardest division over 162? Or was it just like that things were good? Things were good for a little bit. You feel like that the Marlins, obviously it's like, you know, it's great they're coming out of this rebuild or whatever that was sort of forced when they had a really good team. Well, a good team that wasn't getting anywhere near the playoffs. Went in this rebuild and now it's like, oh, maybe they're coming out of it. There's good stuff coming from it. I'm not sure they are, though, because they're still such a long way from... With, like, the, even the Phillies in that division as well. They just feel such a long way off actually, like... It's the cruel thing, mate. You could see them going on a run. Like, if they're in the NL Central, I could see them, like, putting up a fight against against most of those teams. But in that division, it's just it's a bloodbath. It's brutal. Um, yeah, yeah, have you got any other teams you want to you wanna touch on? Um, I don't know. I mean, we could always talk about the Giants, but it's not really that interesting, probably, to most people. No, I mean, I'm not sure how interesting it is to me, and I'm wearing a Giants t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and you have a Giants I, poster next to you. Yeah. Yeah, impartiality.com over here. Um, <laughs> should, we, should we run through with some, some predictions? Do you have any outrageous predictions for the season? Oh, I've not, even, I've not really thought about it that much. Um, Mike Stramski MVP? Okay, yeah, that that is definitely outrageous to the point that you're probably an idiot. <laughs> um, um, uh, do you do you have any of the the supposed division winners not winning their division? So the, by that I mean the Dodgers, Cardinals, White Sox, Yankees. Um. I mean, I guess in a way, it, like a lot of people, the Mets are like assumed in the East, and as I said, I don't really have them. And also, I'm not that sure about the Cardinals either, to be honest. 
I'm not sure either, but... Because I look at their pitching again. You know, I just look at their pitching and... Don't love it. I don't love it at all. I don't yeah. see where... They've got Flaherty, obviously, who's now like... He, yeah, he's a, he's very, very good and he's going to be a, a guarantee. But outside of that, I don't see where the guarantees are. And even the upside is like... Is even upside anymore. Yeah, like I know what you mean. Alex Reyes it, it, and Carlos Martinez, who were meant to be like these amazing, yeah, this amazing stuff, have both just had huge injury problems and stuff. And I don't know, are they they're going to be a factor anymore? Really, I don't. What's weird for me with them is that it, you can almost, if you're being harsh, say the Arenado thing was a little bit half-assed. Yeah. He's like, couldn't you have? Could you have maybe like? I I I think it's made them quite comfortable favorites in the division. I don't feel like you've actually closed the gap much to the... And maybe that's the thing, is they get to the playoffs and they think, well, we can just go on a run because that's what happens in the playoffs. But also, yeah, like that that rotation isn't really scaring anyone. Like, like could you not pick someone else up? I guess is the problem, actually, was in this, this free agent market for pitchers, wasn't it? Was there was Bauer and then, understandably, some skepticism about Odorizzi. And then it was sort of like, these guys don't even really change the situation much anyway the next level of reagents. Um, so I guess that's part of the reason we're looking at a lot of these rotations going like, oh, why, why didn't you get... And it's like, well, yeah, who? I, I don't know, actually. But you surely you could have done something like... So there were quite a few teams just giving players away who were on salary, like give them a player to be named later and take one of their pitches. Like that, that would make I mean, things look tie, better. tie on, didn't the Yankees get tie on for nothing? Yeah, basically. I mean, you could just... the, Offer the them slightly more than nothing. <laughs> Pirates were having a car boot sale, weren't they, or something like? I mean, you could just. Yeah. So that's the thing is, it did feel like some of these teams could have been a bit more aggressive with their rotation, but maybe that will come. Maybe they'll they will do stuff mid season. Yeah. So um, who would be your pick to win it all? Um. Oh. Probably it's probably the Dodgers, as sad as it is. Again, yeah, I, I'd really like to not say the Dodgers for many, many reasons. But also, I've said this on here before. I think they're quite a long way ahead of everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I the American League is actually quite a lot weaker than the National League now. I think, isn't it? Yeah, there's been a, a quick transition from a few years ago. Um, yeah. The American League feels pretty open because, like you said, there are flaws on the Yankees roster. Uh, the AL West, like, I don't know what's going on there, really. Like, who knows? Um, and then the Central is a lot of the excitement about... I've seen quite a lot of people going, well, yeah, White Sox going to win the World Series. It's like, hold on, hold on. We need to actually see them be good first. Yeah. Um like I, I like the White Sox roster. I don't, but I don't know if I'd have them like favourites to come out of the American League. Um, As I said, that I'm not sure they, I probably are just about my favourites in the AL Central, but not massively. It just feels very open in the uh, in the American League in general. Uh, teams that could really push the Dodgers, like. The Padres rotation, that thing with them is their team's really exciting. And I guess because they're in the NL West and we were kind of going round like teams who can upset their division. 
I still think they're quite a long way short of the Dodgers roster wise, but like, yeah, it's not impossible. Like Walker Bueller gets injured. Kershaw declines a bit. Like yeah. may, may, maybe they they push them and snatch the division. Um, anyway. Yeah. We need to actually wrap up. No. Um, oh, we're out of time. We are actually out of time. Our strict time limits on these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, thank you for listening. If you're still here, and enjoy the baseball season, I suppose. Yeah. And um, tune in next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>